Hello? Magic time. It's magic time. It's uh, Motivate Magic Time here on a podcast this lovely Friday. <laughs> Should we re- rebrand it? Motivate Magic Time. Motivate Magic Time. Yes. But we're not going to do like a magic mic motivate magic No, time. no, that no. That would be too far. Yeah. yeah. That would be too far. And, and the problem with everything on the internet now is it's forever. Oh, yes. We know that. So I do not need a magic mic moment. I Yeah, I think we're good with it. Yeah, let's let's save the world. <laughs> let's just let's just keep it to uh, business and financials. Save the world from the pain and misery of seeing me shirtless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, to, I have to see it every day, and I'm only one man. Can only handle so much. What's a man to do? Mm. Well, we hope everybody is having an awesome week. It's Friday. Looking forward to the weekend. Ooh, funnel cloud spotted one mile right around right 95 in Deerfield Beach. If you're in Florida, watch out for the funnel cloud that was spotted. Hope everyone else is uh, doing a okay though. Wow, that's a little weird of an alert to get on the you'll watch mm-hmm. as we're starting. Good to see everybody. Hope you're doing well. Hope you are all doing better than the stock market. Oh, yes. Which is uh not awesome. It is definitely not awesome. It's been a little a little rough is probably an understatement. Yeah, obviously we've seen some pretty uh some pretty tough numbers lately. I will make a call. Oh, hang on one second. I'm sorry. Just because I think it's really important that we always look to see what's going on out there in the marketplace of what could affect and impact your clients, you know? So Most definitely. when you are looking at these things, keep in mind that small, small adjustments in small things can have large impacts in large environments. If that makes sense. Credit card usage is a good, good place to start. Credit card usage has skyrocketed. It's up 49%. Not only that, but consumers are overspending on their credit limits up 30%. Now, I have to believe, and now you can tell me if you think I'm crazy, but I have to believe that has something to do with the fact that it's expensive as hell to live right now. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, you have to figure if most people had a regular budget based off of their pay, off of their employment, they had, you know, majority of people have what they can spend regularly and what they need to save. Now that we're seeing inflation so high and these prices going crazy, they have to have that money come from somewhere. And unfortunately, the easiest and probably the worst thing to do is to throw it on a credit card. But when you don't have a choice, you don't have a choice. Well, and if you don't have the credit card as a choice, then you end up like the second bullet period, which is delinquent accounts. Yeah. The delinquent account late payments from 30 days to 180 days is up 27%. And imagine how much more interest on top of that, that they already don't have to pay. Well, yeah, now they're at at delinquent status. This could mean that we start seeing some issues. In fact, I was reading yesterday in the Wall Street Journal that we're seeing subprime car loans are starting to see the first initial cracks of what's going on with the marketplace. Major derogatory alerts. Those are late payments of 180 days or more. So we're talking six months. Yeah. Okay. So those are including collections, repossessions, and foreclosures. The good news is that dropped 17%. That's good. Not quite sure why, but it did. New trade accounts are up 7%. However, increase are down 17%. When you look at the score sense, which is kind of on focused on consumers' plans to buy a new home and things like that, nearly one out of four people who planned on buying a home are now undecided. Interest rate hikes have a real ramification, don't they? Oh, most definitely. We were ecstatic. We refinanced our house probably like a year ago. And I think we were at 2.7. It was an amazing thing to do. And the market here in Florida is still going crazy. So it's it's an interesting dynamic that's happening. Yeah. And according to this article, which is on ABC4.com, nearly 30% of the respondents said that the economy and or their personal budget is what actually changed their plans. Inflation was the number one reason. Inflation is the season. 
That's Inflation the is the word of the season. That's for dang sure. <laughs> it's the one thing that could influence consumers to not buy a home, but 7% said it was just their credit score. So 93%, but we've seen this statistic thrown around 94%, 93%. That's the number of consumers that are concerned about inflation, which is for you, the advisor, the financial advisor, an incredible opening and an opportunity for you to get in front of people. Mm-hmm. Finding affordable housing is the most concerning factor for most consumers. We've seen it here in Florida. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, we you have know what the people, average rent is right now. I think it's like 3000 or something ridiculous. Average for rent for a one bedroom. bedroom house. Yeah. So for a one bedroom right yeah. now is 1900 bucks. Yeah. That's insane. Nationwide. For a one bedroom house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and imagine, I mean, most people, unless you're a younger individual or, you know, you're not married, you don't really necessarily have a one bedroom. You have kids, you want an extra room. It's two, three, four. And that, that number is just skyrocketing. And even yeah. to rent a house right now is crazy. Well, not anymore. Their kids are too damn expensive. No more kids. <laughs> Everyone cut the cord. You heard it right here, folks. No more kids. Now, I mean, there's people that are panicking right now and there's, there's some good reason for it. We're seeing some, some major concerns, but this is where with all the respect advisors, this is what makes or breaks your career. These time periods are what, what really puts you out there to, are you, a, are you a true advisor or do you, are you just only there during the good and easy times, right? I built, I started my business here in Florida during the 2007, mm-hmm. 2008 issues that we had. And if you were familiar with that, if you weren't familiar with that, your head was under the, you know, in a rock or something, but I'm, I was able to acquire the majority of my clients during that time period, mainly because their advisors suffered from a very serious illness called ostrichitis. You ever hear that? Oh yeah. I think that's when they uh, stick their head in the sand and say, don't worry, it'll come back. Yeah. This, this is definitely when an advisor earns their stripes and also really earns their client's trust and loyalty at the same time too. Well, and and it really lets you know if you are a true advisor or not, who are you in this for? Are you selling something? Are you really helping people? Yeah. Who are you in this for? You or them? So there are things that you want to look at when you're trying to talk to your clients about putting their mind at ease, because the last thing that you want is a is a client that's in a panic situation because when they're in a panic situation and they're making emotional decisions that really have nothing to do with mathematics, those are the type of decisions that can end up having huge issues short and long-term for the clients. And so we're here to kind of give you some tips, different things you can do if you receive that panic call. Um, But the first goal before you receive the panic call cast would probably be to reach out to them first. A hundred percent. You want to be the one who's being proactive and calling your clients, doing something to communicate with them. Um, You hammered out a video yesterday to all of your, you know, your financial planning clients um, and let them know, hey, this is what's going on. This is what our strategy is to help you. Obviously, not on an individual basis, but overall as a firm, you know, what that theory, what that philosophy is, and then letting them know if you have questions, here is my calendar link. Please book a call for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing something like a video is a great way to really utilize your time, get in front of your clients, and it can still be personal and then follow up with those calls. Yeah, quick tip. Um, quick little video hack for you. There's a a company called Descript. That's great. You can shoot a video on there. It'll automatically transpose your, your words into, or your, your voice into words, um, allow your clients to have a transcript as well. And it allows you to get through through compliance a lot faster. Yeah. And a closed caption it too for you. Absolutely. It's, It's fantastic. But you know, when you, when I sit back and I read articles, like I'm reading an article right now in us news and there's an advisor on that says, I just tell my clients to stay the course. And now is not the time to sell or sit in the sidelines, right? That's the type of conversation and comment that most people have 
that allows clients to search out someone else. You need to sit with these clients and have a conversation with them and let them know how this really impacts them directly. Yes. Yes. Because when you think about it, what are the resources that most of your clients have? Most of the resources that your clients have would be their local news, maybe cable news. uh, Maybe they're watching marketwatch.com or or Yahoo Finance or whatever it's going to be. And what do all those different things show? They show the three major indices. They Mm -hmm. show the Dow Jones. They show the NASDAQ. They show the S&P 500. So unless your client is directly involved in each one of those things or all of those things, more than likely it has, it has. Uh, a much lesser impact on their overall portfolio based upon how you built this thing out than what they're seeing. So their, their panic may be completely unfounded. Yeah. And, and, but you're not calling them. You're just saying to stay the course. Yeah. It has to be personal. Like you said, if they're looking at one of the indices and their portfolio is not allocated that way at all, they're going to see these huge numbers and it can be completely different than what they have. They're going into a panic. They want to sell everything. And when you hopefully take the time to look at it, you explain to them, this is what you have as a person, as an individual, this is how you're affected or not affected. And they also, it lets them know that you're watching watching everything for their benefit, for their level and saying something like just hold the course. Oh, it's so general. That's it's, such a canned, un, I think, unprofessional response. Yeah. You, you can do so much better than that. And you should be doing better than that. And these things are expected. I mean, this, this is where I think a lot of advisors are out of practice. You mentioned, you know, you're looking over things, you're watching their numbers. Are you? Yeah, that's and true. that's a real big Are question you? I'm going to ask you. If you're not right now, folks, you're not doing your job mm-hmm. because you need to be watching what's going on with your clients' accounts, setting things up with them to have these, these conversations. I know that my team right now is setting up conversations with probably seven or eight different people for next week alone, just because we want to make sure that we're, we're reiterating that this mm-hmm. is part of the plan that yes. we have prepared for this. And that if there are adjustments that need to be made, that we're going to be able to make them. But it's, it's just very important to have these conversations with people because they worked very, very hard. And what I want you to think about is for you, it might be a percentage and it might be a certain amount of your assets under management. For your clients, this is money that they earned. And as my good friend, Dave Luro always says, you don't make money, you earn money. Making mm-hmm. money is illegal, right? They earned it. And so when they watch 30, 40, 50, even $100,000 evaporate in a matter of two months or one month, whatever it's going to be, that may have taken them one, two, three, four years to earn that amount of money. Oh, if not more. So it's not a small amount for them. No, And it can be very emotional. Mm -hmm. So your job is to really talk about the fact that you're their coach, you're their financial coach, and that discipline is absolutely key. And then explain to them how these things are actually really impacting them. Yeah. Lastly, in a market like this, in a market like the ones we've had previous years where it's amazing, there's always opportunity in there. Mm -hmm. So part of that's also your job to have a conversation with them to discuss the opportunistic aspects of markets like these. Yeah, most definitely. And when you're talking to people, I mean, you want to be empathetic to them. Sometimes they just want an ear, someone to listen mm-hmm. to, someone to let them know that you you have a plan. You know, no one's in control of everything, but this has been designed to help them in a certain way. They've been set up a certain way. Their risk tolerance is correct. And if it's not, go ahead and adjust those things. If they're really concerned, and this is an opportunity to look more at safe money, have that conversation, see if it makes sense sense for them because everybody's going to be different. Like you said, is there opportunity for one individual and it might not be for the other? Of course, but you guys have to be looking at those to find them. And the other thing when you're looking at that is, is to look at your own education. So 
you know, we have an in-house money manager here at Motivate Investments, an incredibly bright guy, which we're going to be doing a webinar here on June 2nd. Yes. So make sure if you have questions on the webinar, we'll be sending out a link to everybody on our, mm -hmm. on our distribution list. If you're not on our distribution list, send us an email at info at motivatedadvisors.com. We'll get you on. We'll get you on. It's M-O-T-I-V, the number eight advisors or S at the end. <clears throat> we'll get you on there because it's going to be a lot of different things, how to handle these conversations with your clients, but also what type of things should you be doing? One mm -hmm. thing I'll tell you right off the bat that he and I discussed at length today was educating yourself, knowing what's out there from a market standpoint after situations like this. You know, if we have a situation to where the market goes into a bear market, when's the right time to make these decisions? Do you mm -hmm. try to time the market? Do you not try to time the market? So we had a phone call from, from a great advisor last week saying, hey, you know what? I might be putting some people in cash. I might be doing a 30% cash position now just to help protect and hedge from the downside. And so my question to, to that individual right out the bat was, okay, if that's your decision, my first question is why, why now? Right. Because un, unfortunately they're already down 15, maybe even 20%. So why is now the time that you're going to do that? My next question would be, should everyone be doing that? Is this a blanket mm -hmm. decision where every one of your clients should be in there? Because if you would do that to me, I would fire you because I would want to buy more investments right now. Okay, that's just me personally. And then the third thing I would be asking is, when do you go back in? Mm -hmm. And, and if, the, if you don't have these disciplines, if you don't understand what the characteristics are or what, what's out there within the marketplace, you could be doing some pretty big damage to your clients' accounts, uh, short and long-term, as well as your own reputation. Yeah. It, I mean, all of these decisions, they need to be data-driven and not emotion-driven. When the market is like this, everyone's emotions are high. You know, you as the advisor are, the clients can be. So I really think it's your job and responsibility, you know, to kind of level that out, but use data and statistics and math and, you know, your education to really find out when is going to be the best time. Sometimes we don't know, but you always can have a strategy to be looking at. And it's so hard to not get emotional in a time like yeah, this. I course. mean, there's so much emotion when you talk about i the, can't watch the news anymore oh, just in general you watch the inflation numbers you watch the concern about the uh, baby formula yes. you see gas prices you see places like washington state that are preparing for their bottom line yeah well, and it, it takes scary. you back, you know, to the beginning of the conversation when you said people were using credit cards. Imagine those individuals who are retired and they're on a fixed income mm -hmm. or they know exactly, you know, we, we sell plenty of annuities and they're income driven. And we're basing that off of what is, you know, what is the necessary number that they need based off their social security and their investments. Now that number is completely skewed and all we see is everything getting more expensive, more expensive. So what are we going to do to help that, to level them out, to make sure they're okay. That also is part of your job too. It's not just looking at the investments. Maybe it's, you know, redoing the plan a little bit. Hey, we need to analyze these things. Maybe we have to allocate something differently. So it's not just about the investments. We always say when you're talking about a plan, it's everything. It's everything that rolls in together. Yeah. And a plan's never going to be foolproof as the old saying goes, whenever you have a plan, God laughs. Ah, uh, yes. Right. But what it does do is it compresses the, the potential outcomes. Yes. So it allows you to try to try to make good educated decisions and you make these things on purpose rather than by accident. And that's, that's a, that's a really big deciding factor because what a lot of people are doing out there is they, they take their money, they put into a portfolio that should average quote unquote, certain amount of money over time. And that's their financial plan. 
they think, well, this should be worth this in 20 years. There's my plan. And they don't take into consideration a lot of these things. Years ago, probably about six or seven, I think you remember this, six or seven years ago, probably right when you were first starting with us, I had a husband and wife come in and, and, and you, as you know, I run the full eight elements of financial control with every person that comes through. Yep. We always run a financial plan. And one of the big things within this is the revenue replacer replaced taxes go up you know Mm -hmm. what if inflation goes up what if there's a premature death what if there's a medical need sure anything any of those type of scenarios are very important to make sure that you have you are prepared for those situations so it doesn't impact your income optimization so i was going through a plan with these folks and they had paid me for the plan Mm -hmm. we got you know we're at the point then where i was showing them what they have how what they had works and how different life events affect them. And we got to the word inflation. Oh, yeah. You remember, you know exactly yeah. where I'm going oh, yeah. now. <laughs> and the tough part was I had inflation and I was using historical CPI. I wasn't even using anything crazy. No, it was like, like 2.9%. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it was like 3%. Or, but it was, it was something, but it wasn't a big deal. Um, but it was in there. But because of the inflationary numbers and because the increase in, in, in cost of goods and everything that went along with it, it didn't necessarily allow them to retire when they wanted to and how they wanted to. Showed a little bit more of an income gap than they thought that they had or needed and yeah, didn't agree with that. Right. And so there's two ways that they can go. And one is they can go into complete um, denial. Ostrich mode. Yep. They can, they can bury their head in the sand and say, Oh, Mike's wrong. He's, he's, he's trying to, you know, force us into working longer and he's a horrible person. He's the worst advisor ever. He doesn't want me to retire. He's making me cry. No, I want to take my ball and go home (laughs) or they could face reality. Well, they chose the first, uh, they, they chose to be upset. Tell me that I was wrong, that inflation could never go up at 3% per year. And that I was, I was fudging the numbers to make it harder for them to retire. And all of these different things, they stood up, they stomped out, called me a couple Irrational names, which I've heard plenty of times about myself. Not usually in the office. That's usually <laughs> on the street, though. But you know, um, or they're coming from me. But that's okay. And they left. <laughs> and yeah, they're coming from. Me. But I often wonder, and I mentioned this last week when we were in Kansas City. I, I often wonder what ever happened to them. Where are they at now? And what What do they think about inflation today? Right. They They were like that sob Mike. He was right. Yeah. Yeah. We should almost maybe call them now and be like, how's it going? But more than likely, most of their income has been eroded. Oh, anyway. that's, that's unfortunate. We shouldn't joke about so that. So the one thing I will also recommend though, with that in mind is always be straight. Yeah. Don't always so- be very strong within your morality, be very strong within your convictions and lead that way. Do not, do not waver from that because history has a way of repeating itself. And our job is, as fiduciaries is to do what's in the best interest of the client even if it's not necessarily what they want to mm-hmm. hear. And, you know, sometimes I tell clients, if you're going to put yourself in a position of harm, I'm going to remove myself from the situation. Yeah. That's the whole basis of being a fiduciary. You, The client doesn't have to agree with you, but your job is to always do what's best for them. Your job is to tell them the truth, give them the options and allow them to make the decision. Right. And I think that's the important thing is letting Show that. What's that one? Break me tonight. 
to a river. Oh, that was like 80. Wash my illusions. Anyways, away. but it has to be the client's decision and they have to feel good about it. Um, but ultimately, you know, the question is okay, this is what it is. What do you want to do? Yeah. And they make that decision. And, if you, and then after this brings back the whole conversation, you are there to support and guide them through everything. And you will have a client for life. And referrals, hopefully, if you're nice. Families go through tough times, right? This is a tough time right yes. now. I actually my did. turn. I didn't mess up today. That was all you, my friend. Communicate. Communicate. And what are the best ways to do that again? What are the best ways to get stuff out to people? You know, make a phone call. Yep. If you're looking for something efficient, make a video. It can be personal. We've said this a bunch on the podcast. Shoot it on your cell phone. Make sure it sounds good and get it out to everyone. Um, you know. Ninety percent about inflation right now. Let's talk about it, guys. Make sure you're the one that helps them get through this. Most definitely. June second. Make sure you jump into yeah. our motivate webinar. Motivate investments webinar. We're going to be detailing a lot about this inflation, the market, and the different strategies we're using. So have an awesome weekend, guys. We'll it. see you there. Thanks for joining us here in our shortened version here of the motivate, motivate magic. magic. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everybody. We'll Thanks, talk to you soon.